0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: I'm very pleased that Valerie Wild could join us from the mayor's office, senior advisor to the mayor, Jackie Biskupski, regarding a motion surrounding the uh, Utah Inland Port Authority. Valerie, thank you for taking time to join us here
2: thank you doug for
1: having me as i understand it the mayor is asking the court to make a ruling on her lawsuit challenging basically the inland port and its constitutionality here in the state of utah in the few moments we have could you walk us through that and right now for those who are listening it's kind of irrelevant whether you think the inland port is a great idea or not is it legal is it constitutional and valerie walk us through that
2: correct um City attorneys have done a great job in summarizing the mayor's concerns about this piece of legislation, which essentially, um, in our belief, violates the Utah Constitution. So there's a few provisions that the Utah has in its Constitution that's different than maybe some other states. In fact, the majority of states, for instance, do not have what's referred to as a Ripper Clause. Um, that's a particular clause that uh, was placed in the Utah Constitution that prevents um, the creation of a-, a city where the state can come in by legislation and delegate city powers. And so when we're talking here about the city powers that we think that should not have been delegated to the port, we're talking about the ability to tax. And the ability to make land use and zoning decisions um, without any input from Salt Lake City residents.
1: As I was uh, reading the, the the paper, I th- that got my attention. And the clause says, "quote." Shall not, the the legislature, shall not delegate to any special commission, private corporation or association any power to make, supervise or interfere with any municipal improvement, money, property or effects, whether held in trust or otherwise, to levy taxes, to select a capital site or to perform any municipal functions. So tell us uh, how what the legislature has done violates that.
2: Well, by the creation of this, so it's not just the creation of the port. So the, the state probably has the ability to create a board that runs a port authority, but it's when they took away the, um, the city's residents um, through their electorate, so through the city council or um, the zoning boards that the city has in place and delegated those powers to this port authority board. That they ran a file of the Utah Constitution, likewise, um, there are some provisions in there where the um, any increased value in the property taxes that happen in that Northwest quadrant will now go to that board, and there's an argument in this brief that that is different treatment or unequal treatment and runs a file again of the Utah Constitution that requires uniform application of the law so um Salt Lake City residents will have their um, increased property taxes going to that board without any say, without any vote, without any of their electorate making those decisions or calls on their behalf. Whereas other cities in the state with this piece of legislation will have to opt in. Um, before mm-hmm. their taxing um, rights are gone.
1: One thing that was somewhat recently was drawn to our attention at the KSL Deseret News Editorial Board, and we had members of the city council on at that time, and it, it ironically wasn't even a, necessarily about this. They were talking about the, the brickyard area of the city. But they made us aware of how much of Salt Lake City basically is untaxable property taxes and so on because of it being the the capital, because of city property, county property, state property, and then the the church exempt, not just one, although we do have a fairly significant footprint by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But when you look at all of the church footprints within Salt Lake City, it's amazing how much of Salt Lake City area is basically outside of normal taxation.
2: Right. And now we're going to add this entire Northwest Quadrant, which is one fifth of the geographical area of Salt Lake City. And although we will have the initial property tax as it was set, um, as it is currently set, any increased um, value that would come from appreciation of those properties and a substantial portion of any use and sales tax in that area will all now be given to um, the Inland Port Authority.
1: Um, We have just a second. So what is the mayor asking the third district court to do at this point? And I only have a second or two.
2: Yeah. So at this point, we would ask that they overturn that piece of legislation um, and do not allow. So the port could probably exist, but it would not have a taxing or a um, land use ability within Salt Lake City.
1: I so appreciate you joining us. Obviously, there are a million more questions that go with this. But uh, thank you for taking our phone call today and letting us know what the, the headline in this morning's paper, Salt Lake City Asks Court for a Ruling-In Lawsuit Over the Utah Inland Port Authority, actually means. Valerie, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, here at the top of the hour, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, well, Bernie Sanders has the idea of kind of getting rid of all of the, uh, the medical expenses, bills that we have out there. Well, there's an organization that right now is actually doing that for people that truly need it. We'll talk about that next here on Inside Sources.